You can eat so hard with that. Thanks for listening to Drunk and Uncultured. This is a podcast where sometimes we talk about pop culture and we always get drunk. This is a podcast. Sometimes. That's the key. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes a podcast. I'm Stephanie. I'm Lindsay. And we're not sure what that was. Yeah, that was Stephanie trying to be interesting for once instead of saying, hey nerds. I was trying to do something different and... uh felt weird and i'm not sure it worked so well uh we'll see we'll see <laughs> all right so if you are listening to this and you probably listened to other episodes of ours um i mean i hope but probably not let's be probably honest. not you may just download to be nice to us but yeah. you might not actually listen so if you're listening for the first time welcome, welcome. that was weird <laughs> um yeah so welcome this is drunk and uncultured we get drunk we get uncultured we're always uncultured. We're always uncultured, 24-7. Um, today's episode, we have a good friend of ours. So, to introduce yourself, say your name, your favorite piece of pop culture, and, and something your, weird about you. Your favorite beer and something weird. Yeah. Well, damn. That's a lot to it's think about it's a lot. right now. Well, you can at least um, say your name. My name is Aaliyah, and these are some of my best friends. I would say that my best... Your favorite piece of pop culture. My favorite piece of pop culture would probably be Harry Potter, just very close to my heart. And Your favorite beer? My favorite beer would be a Westbrook IPA from my hometown, Charleston, South Carolina. And something weird. Just something weird. weird. I am a weird person in general, so. Something that's... that people wouldn't expect. Like, former Kate said that she's never watched Rick and Morty. Uh, well, Hannah's, that's just sad, right? <laughs> right. Oh, <laughs> um, I think the weirdest thing about me would be. Well, damn! I, I honestly don't know. I right, wouldn't come back to that. Just think about it. All right. Yeah. Let fuck me it. ruminate Let's, on that. For fuck a minute. it. We'll do it live. <laughs> we are doing it live. Um, all right. So we have Aaliyah here because she's actually moving soon, and we wanted to bring her on before she left. And yes. she's been a follower of our podcast since we started because we've been friends. And, yes. um, yeah, so, Aaliyah, welcome. Thank you, thank you. Drunk Very fam, happy to be here. love on her. I don't know why I just call this a drunk fam, but whatever. Everyone's fam. <laughs> Anyways, um, so, what are we drinking, Steph? We got some Centennial IPA from Founders. We do. Um, do we, we got any... it in a 15-pack at Walgreens. <laughs> nice shout-out to Michigan, for giving us founders. Yeah. All right, so we are drinking, as Stephanie mentioned, Centennial IPA. Um, it's pretty good. It's a nice, happy... It is a nice, happy beer. Happy beer. Um, Get a strain. <laughs> so, do we have any sober thoughts from last episode? I don't... I think I, there's one... Uh, there's one soundtrack I wanted to mention that Derek mentioned... Um, when we saw the Smashing Pumpkins, and it was uh, the Lost Highway soundtrack. Oh, the Foo Fighters. Isn't that Lost Highway? Sonic Highway. <laughs> Never. That's not. 
That's the soundtrack. That's something different. Stephanie. So, Lost Highway soundtrack has Sonic Highways is a Foo Fighters album. Fuck you. Lost Highway is um, a film by David Lynch, and the soundtrack. As I'm looking it up, and I obviously cannot find it for some reason. Lost Highway soundtrack has David Bowie, Trent Reznor, Nine Inch Nails, The Pumpkins, um, and various bands. Similarly, like Marilyn Manson. Who's not a band, he's just an artist. Various um, <laughs> bands. Um, but it's a good soundtrack, something that Derek mentioned uh, when we're seeing the Pumpkins, because they uh, played a song off of it. So I just wanted to mention that real quickly. Um, I don't think there were any others. Yeah, I'm looking through my list of stuff. Um, I honestly haven't listened to the last episode yet, so... There were did, a few that didn't make did it, Did we but... reference the Lego movie soundtrack? We did. Oh, okay, God. good. That's it's on the playlist at the very least. So. I know it's on the playlist. I didn't know if it was in the episode. Um, I also don't know if I referenced Purple Rain. It's on the playlist. I don't know if we... Like, I don't know if we talked about it, but either. Purple Rain, highly underrated. Go see the movie and... Listen to the soundtrack, because cool. Prince is the best. So, um... The goat. <laughs> I hate that phrase so I do, much. too. Um, alright, so... The last... Since we've recorded, we've recorded a slightly buzzed episode that'll come up before this. Yes. So we'll talk about the festivals we went to. I think the only thing that we've done since then is see the pumpkins, which was incredible. Billy yeah, Corrigan we saw the, the pumpkins. Worst, uh, didn't we see Wolf Parade? We did. We saw Wolf Parade. We saw Wolf Parade. That was a good show. Wolf Parade was lit. <laughs> it was it literally was lit. lit. Um, pumpkins were really good. Uh, really oh, I saw David Byrne. I forgot. You did. Yeah. How could you forget? Because I don't know what day it is. <laughs> Billy Corgan was the worst during the pumpkins because he's all about him. Um, but also it was very entertaining. They sound incredible. They sounded really good. So I hate Billy Corgan. I hate Billy Corgan. I love the pumpkins. I love the pumpkins. Um, all right, so now that we've said that, we can intro the episode, yes. get into it today, quickly, no, quicker than normal. All right, so I don't have a ton of backstory because most of my research was done on my phone on the train this week, but this week we are discussing the heroes, the villains, and the anti-heroes of film television and books and other miscellaneous pop culture stuff yes so i don't think you have like any background information if you don't know what a hero Uh, a villain is you're stupid um quickly to go into an anti-hero is basically like a villainous hero well, there are... Think, like, The Punisher, or... Think um, Walter White from... All right, yeah. guys, we're not supposed to be listing the people. No, I'm just saying, like, if you Someone don't know what an anti-hero... doing good. Yeah, they think they're doing good, but they're also doing bad at the same time. Yeah, That's what doing, an anti-hero is. It's yeah. like, they're the hero in their own story, but, like, overall, they're not really a hero. Or they're not, like, a typical definition of a hero. They're right, not, they're like, not the typical definition yeah. of a hero. Right. So, that's what we're discussing today, and... Um, Stephanie actually got really excited about this topic when we were discussing potentially doing this because yeah, we got, like, it was just fun. We got into a deep conversation about um, one of the shows that we're going to talk about, and we're like, "Oh my god, this is like an actual like Discussion philosophical yeah. conversation that we're having." Um, so we'll be talking about that. Um, hopefully, you're not fucking up the typical structure of this, but we probably are because we had some beers already. We were at Emporium. Um, passport event so we had some michigan beers earlier 
Yeah, and Lindsay had a 12% double IPA to start the night and off. And I haven't eaten. Or I hadn't eaten anything. I just ate some We Taco ate some Bell. Taco Bell. <laughs> yep. All right, so let's get into it. All right, Aaliyah, do you want to start us off with a hero? Oh, a Ooh, hero? Putting her on spot. Yeah, well, throwing it out there. So we're not going to do it based off of, like, different pop cultures like we normally do. We're going to do it off of hero, then anti-hero, or hero, villain, villain and then anti-hero. Then anti-hero. Yeah. So I'll start it off easy. I think we should talk about Harry Potter pretty early on just to get into I that. Agree, yeah. I agree. I mean, so in Harry Potter, Harry is obviously the hero. No way. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Stop. <laughs> Harry is the hero, but I don't want to talk about him because he's the obvious hero. I think we should talk about like other heroes within it. Like I think yeah. Hermione is very much a hero that nobody really talks about because she is like the background hero. For that, sure. If you like, like, throw it back to like... If you, uh, Sorcerer's Stone, right. and Harry, she knew all of yeah. the spells and casts that she, she needed. She is honestly the one that, at the end of the day, made it so that Harry could succeed. Like, right. she saved all of them so many times that she gets kind of, I want to say slept on, but she really doesn't, but she's a hero, and that's something that we should talk about. That's something that we should She is definitely part of the main trio, which is all made up of heroes. I mean, obviously, Agreed. we're talking about Harry, Ron, and yep. Hermione, and, like, for me, I would say, like, Ron, you know... Kind of debatable. A little bit debatable there. He kind of... He's not an anti-hero, but he's kind of like a... Eh. Yeah, not he's really not like heroic. a super I developed think the, character. I think in the Sorcerer's Stone, he is more than later on. Yeah, he's more of, like, a contributing He's more of a supporting character yeah. Yeah. for Harry. But, in my opinion, like, if we're going through the trio throughout the books, Hermione is, like, a very obvious hero. Agreed. Harry, or, uh, Ron kind of falls behind and is, like... Especially when you get to, um, the last three Deathly, books. Yeah. So with the Deathly Hallows, you know, Hermione really sticks with Harry when mm-hmm. Ron disappears, and that's a huge part of, you know, a hero should, uh, like... They don't quit when the time gets hard. Exactly. And that's something Ron did. Agreed. Um, but if we're going to talk about, like, slept-on heroes, or people that, heroes that people don't really talk Neville about. Neville Longbottom. Neville Longbottom. Yeah, absolutely. Neville Longbottom was the hero that Harry, the Hogwarts didn't deserve. And I totally agree with that. He slayed one of the many, many, um... Horcruxes. Horcruxes, yeah. yeah. And he just, he was what Harry couldn't have been in the very beginning, and, you know, he was the quote-unquote alternative, mm-hmm. but in the end, it was Harry that was the chosen, co- that was the chosen one. Right. 100% agree with that. Um, any other heroes you want to mention from that? No, those were my big ones. All right, any other, um, like, ma- Jesus, <laughs> big pop culture books you want to talk about? Um, I don't know if I have any books, but I have... We obviously don't read, if you guys can't tell. <laughs> I read a lot. That's a lie. I oh, read I a read. good bit. I don't read books that other people read. Let me All rephrase right, it. So, let me, like, yeah, let me rephrase. I don't read books that have obvious heroes. Agreed. Like, I read The Dark Tower, like, Stephen King ster- stories that yeah. are kind of, like, it's debatable. So, um, if we're gonna talk about Dark, Dark Tower, I mean, the gunslinger is very debatable as a hero or anti-hero. Well, let's Which, come... I mean, you guys can't discuss that because you haven't yeah. read it. Alright, so my turn to talk hero. Yeah. So I want to bring up Chris Washington 
the main character in Get Out. Okay. Oh, nice. Yeah, I agree with that one. He is a very obvious hero in that story. And, oh, man, that movie was so good. Um, he... For, probably a spoiler for it's those It's not ones. a spoiler. It's been, like, two years. If you haven't watched Get Out, then you're fucking living under a rock. I Don't mean, look at me. <laughs> <laughs> we did both look at Aaliyah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. I think he's a good, obvious hero in yeah. that... No, he was classically a hero. Yeah. yeah. He slays the bad guys yeah. and... Uh, does what's right. Yeah, right. does the right yeah. thing, which is save he's his a... own ass. I agree. No, I agree with that 100%. I also would like to bring up his friend. Oh, was that's awesome. He's like the protector. Also, yeah. Rod Williams. The TSA agent? No, his friend is, he also, is also the best. He is a sleeper hero a sleeper in Get Out. Hero. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. You know, it's always those that are just like in the background. You don't really appreciate the time, but when they come out mm-hmm. and save the day. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I can't think of anything for my own. You gotta come up with one. Alright, um, let's talk Lord of the Rings real quick. Okay. Oh, God, yeah. So, like, Gandalf. Obvious. Uh, and Just the entire, um... Well, like, see, I disagree, because, um... No, Sean not the entire Bean's casting. I'm saying, like, no, the but... entirety of the actual uh, wizards as a whole, they all have their own interests in mind. Yes, agreed, yeah. So, I know, mean, so, like, Sean Bean... Oh, uh, not Sean Bean, um... Samwise Gamgee. Mm. Very obvious hero. I wouldn't necessarily consider um, Frodo a hero because like Frodo's it's kind of very... a mess. Frodo is a mess, but like Sam, um, Samwise Gamgee's a hero. Aragorn is a hero. Um, Aragorn. But Aragorn. Yeah. Sorry. Whatever. Excuse you. This Jesus. is not about the dragons. <laughs> Aragorn's a dragon. Aragorn the dragon. Oh yeah, I do remember that story from when I was younger. Um. Oh, wow, you're too mature for that now? Jesus, I never actually read it. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Alright, let's get off this topic. <laughs> it's the fucking worse. <laughs> Throw you under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, um... I mean, there's a lot of heroes, I think, in that. Like, Merry and Pippin. I love they're those so cute. too. I love they're them. adorable. They're, I mean, a lot of the fellowship of the like the ring were yeah. very heroic. Some of them were like kind of antiheroes or debatable, or like they had hard like they had hard moments to deal with. And I think that makes I think a hero debating whether or not like what that to do right it. or wrong is very. It comes with, with their entire story, though. That yeah, it, no, I it think develops them as a character. Exactly, I agree with that. It's. It's refreshing to see characters that are like debating it whether them yeah like, versus like Captain America who always does it makes them right. very real yes agreed agreed cool cool yeah. so that, the, that was heroes <laughs> not the TV this show might be the heroes. shortest episode we uh, ever do <laughs> hey Ooh, heroes I have, is I have a great another show I have another hero I agree. one um, no I agree. I wrote down Stranger Things kids. Ooh. Oh, they, I do. They're so cute. They're so adorable. You know, so, just so much love for those children. I agree. 
their story. Those kids are very heroic. Like, yeah. There's not they're so brave. They are. Yeah. Hopper, also a hero. Okay, but the fact that he, like, actually locked up Eleven. David Harbour. Ooh. We can get into that for another 30 minutes if you want. <laughs> Ooh, I'll get into that, Daddy. <laughs> so, um, I just looked up the Wikipedia definition of hero. And it says, a person who is admired or idealized for courage, outstanding achievements, or noble qual- noble qualities. So, uh... That's none of us. Yeah, it's none, <laughs> of us, none of us. But, uh, everyone we've described, I mean... I agree. Everyone of us, everyone of, little not kids. One of us. <laughs> not those one of us. Those courageous little kids from Stranger Things. No, I so think brave. so. You know, and I also think that comes with being kind of unaware. Also, Steve is a fucking hero. Oh, Steve is just a beautiful person. Yeah. For a second, I had to think about that. Oh! I was like, to anyone that doesn't know, Steve is also Stephanie's boyfriend. Yeah, not I literally kind of went, wait, what are we talking about for a second? Steve's relationship with, um... The children? The chillin'. The chillin'. The chillins. The chillin'. As my parents. It's, like it to gets say. a little creepy though, you know, when no. he's hitting on the No, when he's hitting on the moms, it gets a little weird. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> but you know, if I was a teenage boy, who knows what I would do. Jesus. Yeah, really. No, Steve's character like Steve's relationship with Dustin is my favorite. Mm. It's so adorable. Um, so pure. It is very pure. Yeah. V cute. So, let's do one more. Let's do Westworld. I feel like there's a decent amount of, like, heroes in that. Um, like, Bernard from Westworld, for sure, I think is a hero. And, you know, you, we don't really get so much into his background until, I, correct me if I'm wrong, I, I'm sure they get more into it in the second season. Nope. They still don't get into a ton of they background. Really. It's still as... It's more like moving forward than moving backwards. Mm, yeah. I think the first season goes more into his background than the second yeah. season. Yeah. See, the thing is, it's like... I don't th- necessarily think of him as a hero. So I don't think his previous character was a hero. I think moving forward, him as like as Bernard as Bernard is a hero. I would agree with that. Um, I also think Teddy. Teddy's absolutely a Teddy hero. is like classic definition of a hero. All right. So anything else for Westworld? At this point, no. No. Okay. No. Let's move on to villains. Yes. All right. Sure. Uh, Since we're on the topic of Westworld, let's. Just Go to the man in black. What is his actual name? It's like William. 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 Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. Um, I don't even think he's an anti-hero. I think he's a full-on villain. You know, but like when you really start out in the beginning of Westworld, I mean, you don't right? know, but like he you starts don't out know, as a villain, but he, he really wants of, to be the hero. I, he wants to be the hero I think of Dolores' world. See, I no, think he's I too self-destructive. I think he's, which is a thing you what you. I mean, I know you haven't seen the second season. But he, he's very self-destructive. No, very, I'm saying, like, in the very beginning, when he inserts himself into Dolores' plot still line, When he's still young? Yes. When yeah. he's still Billy? Yeah. yeah. I, see, he kind of evolves, and I don't want to ruin it for you since you haven't seen it, oh, but he matter. evolves into a full-on villain. I think he's even the I villain mean, in his own story. I agree with of that. Of course. I agree. And... and some, that's interesting that you say that because this is something we were talking about earlier in that like most people are the heroes of their own story regardless of whether or not they're the hero of other people's stories. Right. Or like 
you're the you're the hero of your own story, but you could be the villain of someone else's. Right. So to say that he's the villain of his own story is very interesting because he is absolutely the villain of his own story. Yeah, he's the one that's ruining his own life. Yeah. No, it's I agree all with that. On him. It's no, and I, on no one else. That's why I think it's interesting that you say that because very rarely do but you. But I feel meet like that's, that's also motivated by his love hate relationship with Westworld in itself it's it's more, he becomes more of an obsession yes and it becomes that becomes his fatal flaw yeah agreed I would agree with that yeah, that's actually that. for you not seeing the second season I would that's say that's very, very accurate well, well said yeah alright um what else hold on I mean there's obviously Harry I mean, Potter if we want to go back to Harry Potter we can talk yes. about Snape for a while well, well I would say as a villain as villain, a villain Voldemort Voldemort, Voldemort and then Dol- yes. uh, Umbridge Oh God, Umbridge! There's I think is of, well more hated than. Honestly, Voldemort. there are a lot of villains in Harry Potter. We discussed this actually in our Harry Potter episode, but we were saying that Umbridge is scarier is as a villain. Scarier because what she is implementing is more realistic exactly. to what we experience. That's Voldemort exactly what I was is like just a tyrannical, thinking. like yeah, he's like tyrannical, like overarching people. That's like not right, something that we like, experience in real life, but. But whereas I mean, Umbridge, Umbridge, our experience, right. we Umbridge is more of like an oppressive villain, where right, something where that she you, has like the she the has system all the on power. Her. Yes, the system. She yeah. has a system yeah. on her side, and yeah. I think that's it's not like someone's Voldemort's more like someone that like is a murderer or like just an evil entity. Right. Whereas you're not really going to experience that in real life, but Umbridge is something that you could that you exactly. are experiencing. That, and that is where her tr- like tyranny comes into play and, like, that's, when, and that's why her as a hated character it's when you're scarier. growing up it is scarier because you are in school and you could see you know I you, mean, like, even as an adult I say, as an adult school, I still it, you, it, it, like, yeah like, it's that authority figure that yeah. has too much power agreed yeah agreed um what else um I wrote just literally just wrote Game of Thrones Oh, because I figured this is a, a good one, this to, get is a good one yeah. to get into. So there's a lot of characters in Game of Thrones. I think that this is that we're a similar situation where they think that they are the heroes of their stories, yes. but like the way the story itself is told to the reader or the viewer, they are yeah. clearly villains. Like Cersei, but Cersei also is Cersei absolutely, absolutely a villain. villain. Yeah, that's like yeah, indisputable. There, of Joffrey Baratheon. Yeah. Absolutely a villain. Yep. Ramsey Bolton. Absolutely a villain. I don't even know. If Ramsey you talk Bolton about the Targaryens in any sense, usually they are the villains. Honestly, I, I would almost put them into a debatable anti-hero. I category. think Daenerys could be. Yes, anti-hero. Yeah, let's get. We'll get into that one later. Yeah, she could be viewed as anti-hero. Yeah. Um, Ramsey Bolton. I don't even know that. Like. That's even a question that he's the hero in his own story. I think he's the villain in his own story, and I think he knows that because he's fucking insane. What's his face from, uh, what's the, uh, province that's, like, out on the outskirts that's on the rocks? You know what I'm talking about? The Greyjoys? The Greyjoys, yeah. Theon? Yeah. Not Theon, but... Theon, his dad. Yeah, Thalon, his dad. Or his uncle. About his uncle. Yeah. But also his uncle. Oh my gosh. His, no, uncle, his uncle is the fucking worst. And then... Euron. Euron is the worst. Um, What's his face uh, from... <laughs> no, I'm talking about... I'm like I'm thinking about it in the context of skins. 
And I can't remember what his name was. Skins. Yeah. The one that is the flare is yeah. the Boltons. Oh, the Boltons, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I said Ramsey Bolton already. Oh, you did? Um, oh, you're fine. Honestly, though, I think that Robert Baratheon was a villain. Yeah, I mean, I don't he think was he was the good. usurper. Yeah, yeah. He, he was a shitty well, guy. Looking at it from that point of view, but like from him being a shitty guy that cheated on his wife and that like sired 60 or whatever, how many. You can also think of that kids. from the point of view of that quote unquote time period where he was a king and that was. But like, if you think of it as he kind of created Cersei. Because Cersei, like, if she, you read I don't the think books, she would have been a monster I don't think she, for the way he, he treated her. Yeah. Because yeah. she was very much, like, in love with him in the beginning. She was very yeah. interested in him. She was like, oh my god, I'm marrying... Like, he was very attractive when they got married. And yeah. He was in love with, um... This... Uh, the Starks. Leanna oh, the Starks. Um, and when they were having sex for the first time... He said her name, and Cersei miscarried their first child, and it was just like, he almost created the villain that Cersei was because of his obsession with Lyanna Stark, who he was betrothed to, but she died, died, but he almost like, had this idealistic version of her, because- Yeah. Oh, for sure. So- And he still did, to the point where he died. Yeah. yeah. And so like- And that's why he was such good friends with Rob. I think if you look at it like that, you he's absolutely Ned? Oh, Ned. Ned, sorry. I think if you look at it like that, he created Cersei, and that makes him a villain for creating who she was and making her this hard but person. But does that, that make you a villain to have created someone else? There, I mean, he's certainly bring, not a hero. He's not a hero, absolutely. There's, I mean, when you no really think about it, like, you didn't like have this character arc where... He was in the he was in the series for what? Well, so a total like he was five the, episodes. He was and... the usurper because he was in love with Leanna. And like if you if you understand any of or if you follow any of the theories out there, Leanna ran off with Rhaegar because she was in love with she him. She was in love with him. She wasn't in love with Robert She wasn't in love with Robert Baratheon and he she went after her. She, yeah. yeah. He went after her because he thought that she kidnapped she was kidnapped. But I almost feel like he created that narrative. Because he couldn't believe that she wouldn't want him. Right. So, like, there, there's that debate that's a lot of theory until we understand how it ends. Right. And we understand that part of the story. I don't know if we'll ever understand that part I don't of the story either. as well as we want to. No, I agree. But I think it's debatable whether or not he is, an, he is a hero or if he's a villain. Cause he I did, mean, I, I would say he's none of the above. I think he's a complex character that you could debate either way. George, if you're listening, please... George Insert is, yourself. George this. is not listening to this. <laughs> George is sitting there not writing a book, but he's, he's not. He's also listening. hanging out at those senior citizen buffets. Yeah, he's not listening to this. <laughs> what uh, is it? The Pizza Hut buffet? Is that what it was? Stop. Oh my god. Do those even still exist? But I think that's an interesting conversation to have whether or not point. he is a villain because he did create the biggest arguably the biggest villain in the story in the series as it stands as it stands today today yeah. yes agreed oh for sure well, who would you say is the biggest villain in all of the series if though? we're going like hum- who's the worst villain you could doesn't need to be like the longest running who's the worst villain 
I want to say, like, Cersei, but I'm also really interested in, like, the Night's well, King. Well, Cersei to think Because, like, I, I want to understand more about the Night's King, because there's all of this theory around, like, where he came from, and just because he's, like, the evil, like, ultimate evil, ma- magical, sort like, quote-unquote magical yeah. villain that doesn't actually make him, like, necessarily the evil, mm-hmm. the overarching evil, I think the story of Game of Thrones is more so, like, more human- yeah. And more about how humans can fuck over each other. Well, than, and that's like, why I think components. Cersei is the biggest villain of the entire thing. Yeah. She, you can see how she manipulates yeah. everyone around her into creating these horrible scenarios. I think that... I agree with that. No, I 100% agree. So, and Cersei is... She's so manipulative that, like, Jamie is starting to turn his back on her. Yeah. And he's in love with her. And it's, it's one thing when people turn their backs on you, but it's another when... When the person Someone that you're in love, love with and the person that's in love with you turns their back on you because you're that awful. So I would say the biggest villain in the series is Cersei, but I would say the worst villain is Joffrey. I see. Joffrey I think the worst villain so... is Ramsay. I think he's the most psychotic. And if you read the books, you understand why. Oh, I, he's uh, done yeah. some fucked up things. He's a fuck. he's a fucking like. So all right. So let me let me rephrase. Sure. My, let me take my statement back. Based on the television series, Joffrey. I would okay. say Joffrey. Based on the books, I would say Ramsay. I agree with that. Yeah, because after well, as soon as you said that, like I remember how bad it oh, got totally in the agree. books. Yeah, I mean, and the shows are pretty fucked up, but they it doesn't go into it doesn't go into as much of the backstory. As no, we, it no. doesn't go into the things that he did to Theon. It doesn't go into the things that he did to prior to being prior. Like, yeah. But he was referenced as the bastard son of Bruce Bolton with no name for so long that he was just like in all of the awful things he did. Like when he was got married off and then the woman ate her fingers because she was starving to death. But not even that. Like so the things that he did to Sansa were awful. But in the books he marries someone that is pretending to be Arya, I think. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. And he does worse things to it's her. It's Jean Poole. It's yeah. the other girl that he does up worse with. things to Jean Poole than he did to Sansa in the the series. In yeah. the series, and like some of them are debatable because, like, so if you read the books, they refer to him as sticking the dog, like making her have sex with dogs yeah. or a dog, and he also calls Theon the dog. Yeah. So like, it's debatable whether or not he makes her have sex with Theon, or if yeah. he literally makes, makes her, her have, have sex, sex with, with the one dogs. of his dogs. And well, he refers to the dogs as his girls, but it's. I mean, I've read. So it's right. No, he does some really messed up. Yeah, things. he's a fuck. See, I only ever got like, through the first book, and that was a struggle. No, so he does some he fucked, does some up, fucked up, up things. Stuff in the final and book. so, if we're talking about books, a hundred percent Ramsey Bolton. Yeah, movies. You mean the show? Shows show. Um, I would say Joffrey. I agree yeah. with you on that. I mean, Joffrey just had like this horrible intent for everyone around mm-hmm. him. Yeah. It was just like this contempt for like anyone that had something better than him mm-hmm. and it was, and it, it was part of him, from being him being sheltered and yes. him. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, let's talk about Littlefinger for a second because we haven't Ooh. touched on the, I think what I think is the number one villain because Littlefinger represents to me people working the system Yes, preach I think that Littlefinger is more manipulative than Cersei is. I agree with that. Oh, completely. He He knows how. Single-handedly started the war on his own. Cersei's doing what she can to hold her power. 
but he's doing what he can to rise in power. And I yeah. think that's more important and he's making more manipulative. he has been manipulating everyone to start the fights amongst themselves. he has yeah he's been manipulating he's been pulling the strings since the beginning and yeah. before even the book started he's been pulling the strings right mm-hmm. so i think that's important to talk about that he is especially with the starks Ooh, yeah yeah, yeah. He and there has that to be war. a bigger story there yeah and i mean we only know as, at this point we only know as much as the shows have shown us yeah but it's i I'm, I'm, i'll be interested to see where the books take us if we do get more books. And so, I'm really interested to see where the show takes us when it ends. Well, I mean, you know, because it at this point, with the, where the show is now, it's kind of taking us to this point where everyone's realizing what influence he has. Well, I mean, he's he dead. is dead. Hashtag spoiler. Hashtag, hashtag, spoiler. hashtag you cool. should have seen it by now. Yeah. yeah. Hashtag sorry, not sorry. Uh, he's dead, but that's no. all, like the people. But everyone that's what I'm realized, saying, like, everyone yeah. realized yeah. at that point, like what he has done. Yeah, I mean, we could do an entire episode on just Game of Thrones and talking. I would about like this. to do that at some point. Yeah, I agree. Game of Thrones. I think we could do an entire episode because, like, there's a lot of theories out there that, like, about what happened and if it's real, um, and well, like who did what. It's not real. Well, I mean, if it's real... In it's the a Jacob's story. Ladder scenario. Stop. Stop. <laughs> um, but, like, for the interest of time, like, that's something we'll do at some point, but I think it's interesting to discuss. So, um, another one I wrote down was Count Olaf from the series of Unfortunate Events. Yes. Oh, God, so good. If you haven't read those books, or go read them the show. right The show, now. I haven't the watched the second season, good. but I've heard it's... Oh, it's, the second season's entirely more phenomenal than... Oh, really? Yeah, I haven't season. seen it yet. Oh, oh, I love the first so season. Does such a good job. See, honestly. I didn't personally like the first season that much, but the oh, second I loved season... It. See, the thing is, like, I also like the... Um, the series of the third book through the sixth book a oh, lot okay. more than the first three. So the thing so. about the books is that there's like not a happy ending at any point, and no. it, makes, no. it makes me so sad. And I get like I get it, I get what it's about. But Count Olaf is—he's an incredible he's villain. A, he's a—he's a fucking like epic villain. Yeah, he's just so, the way that he can transform himself, and the fact that nobody fucking notices, it's except insane. for the kids. Except for the kids, it's. On, that's a scary part too, because like it as a to kid, how uninformed and how like how close-minded adults can be, yeah, and I think that's totally what it really. Agree. What's what's the scary part is that a lot of adults refuse to listen to the opinions of children because they're children Ooh. near an adult, oh, and I think that's the scary part. Hitting the hard stuff over right. here. That's the scary <laughs> part of it, though, is that like. And I remember being a kid and being like, oh my god, like, what about this? And, like, talking to my parents about things. Like, no, you're a kid, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's a scary thing is that as a kid, like, you feel like your opinion isn't valid. And that's really what the books and what the show is showing. That they obviously recognize that this guy's trying to, this guy's out to get them. He wants their money. He's a, he's a villain. But nobody recognizes that. And that's, and adults are just like, sit in your spot, like, mind your position in life. You're a child. Nobody cares about your opinion, and Thank that's you the for scary bringing part. this up, Stephanie. Because I almost totally forgot. About I did Count too. It's so good. No, right? I agree. I forgot about him. Uh, that was one that I was like, and let's just talk like, about yes. um, Neil just being like, Neil is so good, fucking best. 
Can we, for, and we're talking about Neil, but I just want to mention that Neil plays the biggest player on TV and he is gay. <laughs> That's also true. Hey, how, do, how I Met Your Mother was a amazing Ooh, show. Let's talk about this for a second. How I Met Your Mother. Ted. Hero, anti-hero, villain. Villain in his own story. He... Villain in his own story. I yeah. He just He's totally, the worst. He just plays against himself on every yeah. end. I think... He, watching that show, I'm just like, how would anybody marry this guy? He's the fucking worst. Yes. Um, I totally agree. So, yeah. Thank you for bringing that up, because I also wanted to mention... I did think about that, but I wanted to mention that. Um, another one I wrote down was... So, they haven't given the character a name yet, but the kid on Castle Rock, Bill Skarsgård... The kid is the villain, villain. yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I read... Tapping out on this one, guys. So, Castle Rock We've been watching this, so I had to bring it up. It just came out, so, like, we definitely should say hashtag spoiler in this, so, like... Spoiler alert. So if you haven't watched overview, Castle Rock. Castle Rock is the new Hulu show where it takes it's place. It's an original. It's an original, but it ta- it's an original story that takes place within the Stephen King universe. Yes, within the, we should say multiverse. All right, because Stephen multiverse. King's universe is a multiverse where okay. all, a lot so of the stories converge into... That's dope. You should really read Stephen King. A lot of the stories converge into... One one thing, so like yeah. a lot of his stories converge into Maryland, and they all a lot of them converge into the Dark Tower series. And like if you yeah. read the Dark Tower, there's like asterisks which ones come in. Yeah. Um. So like it comes into the Dark Tower series, and like. Um, so essentially, this series takes place at wait, the prison Shaws. from Shawshank, and this is Bill Skarsgård. Yeah. Correct. So this That's hot. This takes. Place I know. <laughs> This takes place in Shawshank Prison. Yeah. And it takes place in the Stephen King multiverse. But, like, a lot of things come in. They have, like, minor characters that come into it. Yeah. Um, things, the people that were mentioned randomly. So, Bill Skarsgård is the kid. Um, and the... He's... They call him the... What is... What does Wikipedia say? It's insinuated that he's essentially the devil. Which, in the Stephen yeah. King multiverse, is the man in black. He's not the Crimson King who's actually... The Crimson King is the overall villain in the world. He's right. comparable to the devil, just the complete opposite of God. Right. Um, who Stephen King's world calls Gan. Uh, the Man in Black is like a worker of his. Right. So, it's the like kid... a demon. But like, sort of, sort kind of. But like his number one henchman. Gotcha. Um, and like his... You guys have seen Supernatural. Yeah. Of course, I I, I know refuse. you have Stephanie. I refuse. <laughs> I too, love Supernatural. Too many episodes. There's too many seasons. You only need to long. watch the first six. Listen, let's true. just get on to this. So, in this world, the kid is. The, you don't really know what he is. You yet. don't. We don't know what he is. We the just, shows. We're not far enough into no. the series, and because it's not based on anything he's written, you don't know. We don't who know who he is. Going. You don't know where he's coming from. You don't know. But why. it's insinuated and based on some of the stuff that the trouble he has been causing within Shawshank Prison. Yeah. he is viewed as the villain of the series. He is far. absolutely the villain of the series. But you don't and know where he's a kid. Do you say they call you, him? The they kid. call him the kid. He has no name. He has no so name. he's called the kid. Do you know how old he is? Like he's like he a young adult. Yeah, okay, he's so not like, like a child. He's so not like eighteen to twenty-five, something around there. Yeah, right. he is someone that like they don't know who he is. He just shows up, 
and he just shows up they in the just prison. Find, like, they find him. him in the prison and like he's not registered he, he says they, that he's somebody else like he says someone's name that's no he says the name the name he says is, is the name of the lawyer it's not even like a name he's going no, by. yeah he says he that says the only like they find him and the first thing he says is the name of this lawyer and the lawyer is someone that like disappeared in the beginning that they found eventually well he hell? left the town Wait, so well, no, this? as a kid, he went missing, and then, then they found, they him. found him. Let but me the, interject here. What's this called again? Because I Castle really, Rock. All right, you would it's love good. it. You would it's like so it. Good. Um, I it's so hard. Well. Like, I mean, he's absolutely a villain, but it's hard to talk about it because we have no idea where it's. We have going. no idea where it's going. But I did want but to he's point definitely out a that was a cool one. Yeah. Um, I wrote down. Um, Benjamin Linus from Lost. Also, John Locke. John Locke. I was. That's what I was thinking. John. Of. I mean, he's almost an antihero, but I. I. It's hard. It's he's that the worst. But he is. I. John Locke is my worst. favorite character. John Locke is oh the my worst. god! But like, John Locke is my favorite character because it's so debatable whether or not he is good or bad. He's. He's I the, he's the hero. <laughs> you can this have this is one. a good time. Do you want this one? I'm still drinking mine. Okay, yeah. He's the hero in his own story, but he's not... He's he's doing what he thinks is right, but it's not necessarily what's right for everybody else, which is what the not even that. It's also that he is only doing what's right for himself, and he isn't thinking about the consequences. The fact that he's only doing what's right for himself. See, and that's, I think, what's debatable about Ben Linus is that he's also... Is that he's also doing what's right for himself and for what he thinks is right for his people. I think if we're going to talk about villains in Lost, it's the man in black. It's also called the man in black in that. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, that's why I was like, what? He's the I man. thought, hey, I was No, he's the man in black. He's Jacob's brother. Oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, he's called the man in black. He's a smoke monster. Yeah. yeah. The smoke ma- monster is called the man in black. And I see, I that. only remember him being the smoke monster. Yeah. There's a lot of Man in Blacks because of, like, that's a, like, a, and I think it's partially caused by, like, Westerns, because, like, the Man in Black in Westerns is usually the villain. Mm-hmm. <coughs> but in Lost, if we're going to talk about villains, I think it's classically the Man in Black, the smoke monster, like, the evil entity that's the opposite of Jacob. So, but even Jacob, Jacob was, is debatable too because Jacob and Jacob was even an anti-hero. If you we can watch, get anti-heroes later, but if like, you watch Lost, like Jacob and the Man in Black had like a bet on whether or not they could find someone that was genuinely good, and that's why they brought people to the island so that they could observe them. And I think that that is pretty villainous because he ruined. But they people, were they, supposed to be the personification of good God and evil. In like the they devil. were the personification of good and evil. Yeah, yeah, and. Jacob created the Man in Black. If like if you watch enough of it, he technically killed his brother and that created the Man yeah. in Black, and that's why he All became right. like immortal. So like even I Jacob... still don't remember him being called the Man in Black. All right, Stephanie, hit us. All right, so another one I wrote down was. <clears throat> Sorry, I apologize. I am getting sick. I think it's really interesting that we've talked a lot more about villains than we have with like heroes. Well, villains are so much more fun. They to talk are about. a lot more fun because like heroes are kind of boring. They're like obviously they're good. They're doing what's good. Yeah. yeah. But villains, there's well, so much, have so much ulterior. Yeah. There's a lot more depth to villains. Agreed. I think. Wholeheartedly agreed. Um, I wrote down the master from Doctor Who. Oh, so good. 
I so can, I love Doctor I Who. I love Doctor Who. We can talk about this for so, ages. So Lindsay, who seems unaware, I don't watch. Doctor um, Who. So Doctor Who, obviously the BBC television show about the alien who regenerates and travels through time and space. Quick question: Who's your favorite Doctor? Matt Smith. No, not oh. the not that one. He looks like a fucking. I love Matt Smith. But I gotta say, David Tennant. David Tennant. Mm-mm, Matt Smith. I don't watch. I will say, um, I don't watch storyline. But of Matt Smith is my favorite. I don't yes. watch Doctor Who, but I don't. I think Matt Smith is weird looking. The, so it's it's not about how he looks. It's the I think he's creepy. No, the, his storyline is better. I think he's than, creepy. What's his face? What's the guy? What's the first? Not the number ten. What's number ten's name again? David Tennant before him. No. Okay, no number nine. Number nine. Yeah. Um. Chris, hold on. I used to know this. He's Hannah's favorite doctor. He's a good one. Only one season, everyone, but fucking great if you can get past the first three episodes. Hold on. Chris Tinsworth? Something like that. Eccleston, that's what it is. It's Chris, Chris, hold on. He's not that Chris. He's Chris Pine. God damn it. I'm not that guy. He's the other guy. Chris Pine is gorgeous. Have you never seen that video? No. So there's an episode of SNL where Chris Pine sings a song and like, so Leslie... Christopher uh, Eccleston. Leslie comes out and it was like, oh, you're in like Thor. He's like, no, I'm not that Chris. Jurassic Park? I'm not that Chris. <laughs> he sings an entire song about, about how he's, he's not that Chris. He's not that Chris. He's, he's the other not guy. Chris Evans or Chris Hemsworth or, or Chris, uh, Chris Pratt. Chris he Pratt. Is he's the other one. Chris Pine. He's the other guy. Chris Pine is beautiful. Oh, right. I would fuck Chris any Pine. Of those if you ever listen to this, I will date you so it. hard. Summary for Lindsay and those of people listening that don't watch Doctor Who: Alien regenerates, travels through time I mean, and space. I, I, I know what. The, um, so the master it comes in during David Tennant's season, and he is another Time Lord, and he his essentially his main goal is to destroy the Doctor. And the master kind of goes away for a while. Then oh, it he comes, goes away for like three seasons. Well, they kill they they they, they kill think him. They Air him. quotes kill yeah. him. But you can't really kill someone that's a Time Lord. Um. All right. So according to Wikipedia. The aims of the Master is... The Master is a would-be universal conqueror. Their goal is to conquer the universe with a secondary secondary objective... Secondary. With a secondary out there. Okay, so the Master actually came up for the first time in the 1970s. So well, when you the think secondary, about how long it, the series the has been out, I know. So the main objective is to conquer the universe. The secondary objective is to make the Doctor suffer. And the Master mentions that the pleasure of seeing the destruction of the human race, of which the Doctor is fond, would be a reward within itself. So the Master has had... According to this photo on Wikipedia, there's been eight different versions of the Master. So almost so the same like amount. The time, like well, he, he is a Time Lord. So. Yes, okay, yeah. he is a Time Lord. And that is the actual alien race that the Doctor is. Yeah. So let's uh, quickly jump to Marvel for a second. And we're yeah. going to do an entire episode of Marvel, but I want to talk about Thanos, who in his own right, Thinks he's an anti-hero. There's a subreddit called Thanos did nothing wrong. <laughs> Stop. 
Is that the one that they killed half of the um, followers or no? Yeah, no, that's the one. Okay. Um, Thanos thinks that he is a, he's doing what's right. I guess, no, let's talk about him later. Yeah, we'll, um, say, we'll say that one for later. Let's go to Parks and Rec. Who was your favorite villain from Parks and Rec? Tammy 2. <laughs> oh, God, the Tammies are Tammy 2, Jeremy Jam. The Jam! The Jam. Damn. Can we call Dennis Feinstein a villain? I would call him a villain, absolutely. He's a douchebag and hunts humans. Um, there's a lot of villains in that show. They're not, like, they're more, like, they're very absurd. Unique. Like, I honestly, I think the entire town of Pawnee would be considered a villain because they're yeah. awful. Um, yeah. Speaking I mean, of, it's in Indiana. What are you going to say? I'm you're from, from Indiana. We are so. getting into this. She's from Indiana. No, I that that, that was the joke, everyone. I'm from no, but Indiana. Indiana is also the worst, so. Indiana is the worst. <laughs> Alright, um, I have two more villains, that, or a couple more villains I wrote down. Um, I wrote down Kilgrave. Mm. I mean, that is, that falls under the Marvel, but I think as a villain specifically, I thought Kilgrave was a very interesting character from Jessica Jones. Okay. Yes. Oh. I was thinking so, about that last night, honestly. Kilgrave, honestly to me, is like just fucking somewhat triggering, because like, yeah. oh, he absolutely. forces you to do oh, things sure. that you don't want to do. Absolutely. And um, I found it hard to watch Jessica Jones because of that. Yeah? Um, no, I agree. Yeah. No, I, that's the whole point. No, I, like, I didn't finish it because it was so hard to watch. I couldn't finish Jessica Jones. Um, that's fair. I mean, Jessica Jones is a very hard to watch show just yeah. because it is so triggering. I mean, it, and, like, it's there are a lot of that way. Yeah, but that's the thing. No, is, like, it does tackle a lot of real world issues. Yes. Yeah. Especially within Jessica Jones herself. Yep. Who, you know, you want to call a hero, but she really truly is not. No. Yeah. But she's all, like, we'll, we can talk about that in Antiheroes. Yeah. We keep saying that, and I'm, I've forgotten, like, half of the ones that we're going to talk about in Antiheroes. So. Yeah, I stopped writing them down. That's I wrote down one. One that a lot of people would disagree with. <laughs> Okay, um, I also wrote down Norman Bates from Psycho. Yeah. Well, and Bates Bates Motel, Motel, but originally from Psycho. Yes. Um, and then I also wrote down another debatable one, the Babadook. Stop. The Babadook is a gay icon. (laughs) Our gay lord, the Babadook. No, I, um, I get that. It's, I think, but like, like as we were saying earlier, the Babadook is an anti-hero because he does bring about all this evil in this woman and son's life. But in the end, it brings about all of a positive change. There are poli- this positive change. Yeah, and I also maybe the Babadook is just trying to live its life, and it's. Just- Trying to live its life in the Australian countryside. Oh my god. Alright, let's get on to anti-heroes now that we've done that. Now thing. that I've done that. Alright, uh, the first one I wrote down. You know what? I want to talk about Krampus for anti-heroes. Alright. Now that I'm looking at my hey, little Krampus pop Krampus figure. doesn't really fit into am- anti-heroes. Krampus is kidnapping the shitty children during Christmas. Every child is shitty. Yeah, that's, that's why he's an anti-hero. He's doing the real work. <laughs> he's doing the work for us. 
<laughs> All right, let's get into the real thing. All right, um, I actually wrote down the driver from Drive. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I see. And but like the thing I think is, that's difficult to talk about because he has no personality and there's there's no, nothing there's there. nothing there. He's just like it's a, just that like he's a pretty face and he's they, like a reader. He's like a reader insert almost. You know, like a watcher insert. Like there's no personality. Yeah. I it's don't to be think like that the audience yeah. in this entity. Yeah. And I think what he's doing, what he thinks is right, absolutely. But I, I mean, I, yeah, he is an antihero. He's is, doing what he thinks is right, but, but it's also sad. In it's that also not. Yeah, I mean, he knows that she's in a right relationship, thing. but yeah. also she knows she's in a relationship. So like, that's not all. on But him. also, is that really her fault when she's in a relationship? Well, she is in a relationship also, with someone who's in prison. But it's also on him, aka Oscar Isaac's. But it's he all, is I mean, very attractive. Oh, I, I don't. I don't blame her for that. It's also on him though, because like it's on both of them. But like when he got out of jail, she was like, "No, this isn't okay." She got pissed in for him, like for Oscar Isaac's character yeah. dying. I think it's debatable. Well, I don't in think reality, he, Oscar Isaac's character got the driver into that scenario yeah, in the first yeah. place. But. I mean, the driver. But if you think about the driver, out. also from the beginning, is helping criminals. Yeah, that's like his entire. I know mean, he no, he's a criminal. No, he's yeah. absolutely an antihero. Yeah, yeah. I think that. I think how that much, he's only trying to help himself. It's just it's so debatable because he's such a terrible character. He has absolutely no character development. Absolutely, in the entire movie. He has no character. Or anything. He has no character. Or anything. Yes. Agreed. It's just I, I can a agree with that. It's just Ryan Gosling. It is a very beautiful movie. I don't like Ryan Gosling. It's a beautiful movie. Because you're not Canadian. I'm sorry. Like, you can go over there now. My only thing I like about Ryan Gosling is is how pretty he is. No. Oh, his band is so funny. So, um, what else do you have? I wrote down Patrick Bateman. So, that's the main character in American Psycho. Yes. American Psycho is. That's the ultimate anti hero story. I will. I wouldn't even say he's an anti-hero in that he is a fucking psychopath. Well, yeah. Why is he the American psycho? Yeah, in that, like, I will say that he is kind of the champion of the underdog and he hates all of these corporate, I'm sorry everyone, fuckers. I'm sorry. Are you apologizing for cursing or saying fuckers? Cursing. I said fuck like ten times in a row. Well, if you're a corporate fucker, I'm not sorry. If you're a corporate fucker, so am I. I'm not. I'm unemployed, everyone. (laughs) 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 But, yeah, he is the champion of that. And, like, he... I'm sorry. I wasn't paying attention to who we were talking about. We're talking about Patrick Bateman from American American Psycho. Psycho. So... Have you seen American Psycho? Yeah, no. I think Patrick Bateman is kind of... But he's also the I villain towards women. He's the villain towards women, but he's also just a fucking sociopath. That's like, the entire point. Psychopath. I don't, he's not a sociopath. He is a psychopath, yeah. I just, I don't think that he is a villain towards necessarily, like, corporate fuckers. I think he's also a corporate fucker. For sure. That is just fucking insane. Oh, like, God, I, no. I like, don't, I think he's a classic. So he's I don't think he's, He's written to be the hero of the story, but, like, looking on, you know it's bad. Yeah, but I... Which I think is a lot of where the anti-hero comes from. But it's also, like, so, I I mean, 
I know that there's a debate about whether he did the things he actually envisions himself doing. So there's oh, a no, de- there's no debate. No, there's a debate about whether or not it's real or if it's in his head. There's a 100% of debate. Huh. So I the, the definition of anti-hero is the central character of the story who lacks conventional heroic attributes. So by that definition, he absolutely no, is No, I agree, anti-hero. but it's also oh, for still... sure he is the very no. centric Person, but he is—it's debatable whether or not he did those things, or if they were on his head. Or if I, it was I've his read head. about that. It's hmm. there's a, a large debate. That's interesting. On the internet, girl, you know there's a debate about everything online. There is a it's there, the internet. A, what am I thinking? And I believe like it's purposely left that way so that you don't know whether or not he did it. He did any of those things, but. Cause like at the end, at the end, at the end he, like at the end when he's when he with con- those people and he's like when he confesses and they're like, yeah. oh no, that's funny. Like you would never do that. It's yeah. that's the point. Is it's left open for you to decide: did he do it or is it in his head? And that's like it's left on the viewer to decide that. So no, like, I it's, see what you're saying. It's debatable, but yes, no. He either way, he's an absolute antihero. If Can he, we talk about real quick the business card scene of that movie? Oh my god, that is my favorite scene of the entire. Movie. Just talking about their. They talk about the ivies. Oh, oh god! What's the quote where he's like, oh, "The ivory." They're like, just discussing the color versus stock, the with the with the ivory cardstock and the yeah. ebony like print yeah. with the slight rays. It's hilarious, and like the thing is, it's like, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, I'm pull it she's up. got it. You girls got it. I put it on um, a show for the podcast. Eggshell with Roman. And then it's like raised lettering, pale Nimbus. Yes. And they just keep going and comparing their business serif. cards. Look at that subtle coloring. The tasteful thickness. Oh my god, it even has a watermark. Why do I think that's kind of sexual? It is. It's, it's like, meant to co- okay. sound no, sexual. No, the way, what's, it, what's the actor's name? I'm really Christian bad with Bale. names. Yeah, Christian Bale. Bale. He already has such a sexual voice. Like, him just Christian Bale this. creeps me the fuck out, because... Oh, I think mostly because of that movie. I think it's because of that movie. I, I would fuck the shit out of Oh, Christian I would, Bale. too. I would. Oh, I would. I would. Um, all right. Let's talk Dolores from Westworld for a second. All right, yeah, sure. So, Dolores, in my opinion, considers herself the hero of her own story. She doesn't... I'm sure she knows what she's doing is wrong. Yeah. But... I don't think she does. That's the thing. I think think she's been so conditioned. I think there's a conscious under there that knows that she's killing people and that that it's not... I, I think she thinks she's going about it the right way. I think that she understands, like, how shitty it is. But I, I think it's debatable whether or not she is a full-on anti-hero versus an antagonist. Cause, and I think that the main point to look at that is t- at Teddy, what he thinks as the hero, as a hero, and yeah. the fact that he would not follow her in the end and said like he's done, he yeah. killed himself. I think is indicative. Spoiler of, for you. Ooh, I could see that. I'm though. so sorry. I forgot. Um, All good. I think it's indicative of whether or not she is a hero. Yeah, I would I say think that's even fair. in her own story, like he's looking been. at it from her point of view. Sorry, he's eating paper. Oh, of course he is. So looking at it from like 
a human's point of view versus like uh, a host's point of view. I think she's still the villain. I mean, even the hosts, other hosts, think she is. Like, yeah, and I think like I honestly think like a true antihero in that would be Maeve. Ooh. I think Maeve is a true antihero where like she or is. Or she's trying to like go out into the real world to find her daughter. Right. But she's going, like, she's not a traditional hero. She's not doing what. She's not doing, she's not doing for the right greater good. Thing. She's doing what she what has to do to help herself. Yes. yes. And I think she is like, an, like a traditional antihero in that sense. That's what I'm saying. Like, she's not doing anything for the greater good. She's only doing things that are good for herself. Yeah. But she's also not really, hurt. she's hurting people, but, like, not really at the same time. Well, she's still she kills trying, people. But she's also, like, if, and you'll realize this one in the second season, but she's still trying to help other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. I also wrote down Alex DeLarge from A Clockwork Orange. Oh, that's interesting. I think he's a villain. I, I think he's, he's a, a villain. I think that because he is the central character of the story, that makes him the anti-hero. I he's, he's actually been written about as one of the greatest anti-heroes in all of film history. See, I don't think that just because it's your story makes you a, a, like an anti-hero or a hero. But like the thing is, like that's he like is saying doing, that. But like the thing is, he is doing things that aren't necessarily evil. I mean, he's a shitty guy. He did he's do a things shitty that were person, evil, but it doesn't mean like he I mean, is a central character. But and, like, he did do things. But that he's were doing evil. things that but, are good for himself and his friends that aren't necessarily harming the people around him. So I actually just found an article online just now called "A Clockwork Orange: Anti-Hero versus Villain." So, is there, they're trying to argue, is Alex an anti-hero or a villain? They say, essentially, the lines are super blurred based on the book. So, I actually haven't read the novel at Clockwork Orange. It's on my shopping cart on Amazon. I have not read it, but I've seen the film uh, many a times, so I fucking love that movie. Such a good movie. Um, he's not, it says, he's not particularly likable. He's violent, he has no empathy, and his ignorance is really unsettling. <laughs> but yeah, he's, I mean, he doesn't, I guess, I guess to your point, like, after, after the beginning, he doesn't do anything particularly terrible. Well, it's and it he's is, been conditioned to be right. suffering and I think that makes him... And I think that's also that's it makes you empathize a little bit with them because he's had shitty things happen to him afterwards. But like when you really think about it, the society that he's been raised in has conditioned him to be this way. It's not just because he is the way he is; it's also because he's living in an apocalyptic, a post-apocalyptic. Yeah, essentially, I would argue. If he had his behavior at the beginning of the story the entire time, he would be a villain. But because of what he goes through throughout the story, that makes him the anti-hero. I, yes. I can agree with that. I can agree with that. In that vein, let's talk about Killmonger from Black Panther. Ooh! I didn't even have this on my fucking list. I did think about Black, about Black Panther when I... So, I mean, it. Black Panther, easily, like... Black Panther, T'Challa, hero. T'Challa is a hero. T'Challa is for sure, sure a hero. the best hero of any Marvel. She's series. the best hero. She's the best of hero all the of all the heroes. But Killmonger, he is 
honestly, it's debatable. Like I, from his point of view, he is the hero. He thinks he's doing what's I right for his people. I almost would argue that he is an anti-hero. I, think I don't know that I would call him a villain. I wouldn't call him a villain. Because when you're he's a villain about to, it, he's an antagonist to T'Challa. T'Challa, but but the, the story from his point of view, end, he is with what he brings into the present. What he is fighting for is honestly, it's. Honestly, what he's fighting he's for not is fighting for a bad thing. No, he's, he's fighting, fighting for a good, no, he's fighting for, for the quality for his people. Yeah. He's fighting for equality for his people, and also fighting for the fact that Wakanda has all this technology that can bring his people into equality, and they're keeping it to themselves. And that's what he's fighting but for. To, to bring that point, is but that really to, what Wakanda wants? In but that, not even that. Wakanda he's going can about, have these. He's, go, he's going about the wrong way. He's, he's, he's fighting to has... militarize his his race. Exactly. He's fighting to militarize the black people of America so that they can become equal. But that's not the way to do it. The way to do it, in my opinion, is to educate and elevate. And that's what T'Challa is to remove that at the disparity of wealth. Yeah. And that's that's that is what Wakanda ended up doing. Yes, he what he wanted was not necessarily was not wrong. By any means, but the way he went about trying to achieve that was wrong. It was because of his His overall aggressive nature, and that's what he was taught in the militarization. He was taught what his father father died. His father died, and that's what his father was trying to do. He just kind of took over his father's plans. Mm -hmm. And I think T'Challa, in the end, went about it the right way in educating And trying to elevate and trying to um, remove this disparity. And even using his little sister as a feminist version yes. of this yeah. future yeah. Yeah. for his race. Yes. Like, I feel like so, that's like... Killmonger, I think, absolutely anti-hero. Yeah, I sure. think he could be a hero if he had gone about it the right way. Agree. No, I absolutely I don't think agree. He, I don't I think don't, his cause was wrong. I don't and think that... He was fighting for something that I personally... Believe in? I believe in his cause. Absolutely. But he just went about it the wrong way. Yeah. Totally agree. All right. Let's keep going in here real quick in the Marvel Universe. (laughs) The Punisher. Oh, I was going to say someone different, but we can go with the Punisher. The Punisher is 100% an anti-hero. Oh, yeah. He is. Because he is traditionally the villain archetype, but he is killing the bad guys. He's killing the bad guys. Um, And he's just trying to, like, avenge his dead wife and his child yeah. children and yeah he has one child right okay. like the one. i need to I be the i need one. some backstory on this thing. all right so the punisher is a former military guy who he was former military right yeah. did i make that up former special ops okay so like highly trained military. yeah so like highly trained military no children and he had his wife and children were murdered by the mob? Um, the government. I thought it was the mob. Did oh, you watch well, the second season? No, I've only seen the Oh, government. what show is this? It was the government. I've only ever seen the the season of Daredevil. So, his wife and children were oh, mur- it's or the first season of The Punisher. You find out that his wife I've and children... I've never seen the, pun- the Hashtag Punisher spoiler, series. if you haven't seen it, it's been out for a year. His wife and children were murdered by the government. I thought they were murdered by the mob. The mob hired by the government. Okay. So, he was in a special force says unit that did a lot of illegal things for the government. Right. And one of his special forces teammates filmed something that was happening and they thought it was him. 
So they killed his family in like retribution. Oh shit! Uh, so it turns out to have been like, sh- like shitty people in the government. Right. Because like in this universe of Marvel, there's a lot of like double agents. There's a lot of shitty people in the government. And that's. What <laughs> I mean, that's how society is, right? right? That's that's what happened. What? That's um, not what the world we're living in right now. So in the pun- in the in Daredevil, he is killing the mob because that's who he thinks killed his family. Right. Mm-hmm. In the Punisher, he's getting. Um, Revenge on the government. Okay, because I have not seen. So this is the, the series yet. Daredevil. This is so Daredevil, it, the series, and the Punisher series. So the Punisher is his own series. Now, okay, but it started through the Daredevil yes. series. Is the Punisher on Hulu or Netflix? Yeah, Netflix. Netflix. Okay. Um, so the Punisher starts out like when he comes into Daredevil. It's the two characters of Daredevil. Um, like, what's that? Foggy and, um, can't remember the main character of Daredevil. Matt? Matt Murdock defending him, um, after he's been arrested. Oh, yeah, and that's how they got and tied in they, with it. Yeah, and so eventually, case. like, the Dare, uh, I mean, Punisher is absolutely an anti-hero, because he's killing oh, yeah. bad guys, but he's killing people. Um, and I think, like, one of the more classic epitomes of anti-heroes. Uh, and then Walter White, something else I want yeah, to Yeah, he's on my oh. list as well. Walt. That's what, I mean, I brought that up earlier. Yeah. Walter White is the absolute epitome of anti-hero. Yeah. He thinks that he's the hero of his own story, but really, he's making mess. Honestly, I don't know that he's a hero I mean, story. I think he, he's... He's screwed he's, over Jesse in so many occasions be, to benefit himself. Well, that's the thing. That's the whole part of being anti-hero. It's that they're beneficial into themselves. Yeah. But they also but they yeah. fuck over pretty much and everyone else. The in their hard lives. part about Walter White is that you want to root for him. You do, but yeah. you also because he, you get so angry and you hate him so much because he's doing such shitty. I can't things watch that show because it makes me so anxious. Yeah, no, and it's like you really, I I watched the entire series and didn't care for it. I I think I can understand the, that. What's hard is that as you like as you start it, you really you start rooting for him. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh, I really like this character, and then he starts to progress and gets worse and worse over time. And you're like, yeah. I I remember wanting to root for him, and it's hard to not root for him, but I can't at this point. And like for me, it progressed to rooting for Jesse. Yeah, no, I, I definitely was rooting for Jesse at the end. But Jesse's also the underdog of the entire story. But he's still not a hero. No, I like he's it's just it's like anti-hero. anti-hero versus anti-hero. Who do you root for more, the shitty one or the one that's the underdog? And for yeah. me, it's always the underdog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, I know it's funny. Really so as, as much as I dislike that show, I have three Breaking Bad posters in my apartment. Yeah, I know. I've seen them. Oh, it's, yeah, we've been to your apartment. <laughs> that is Steve's. Fi- when I first met Steve. They had, like, beakers with, like, blue wax candles in there, so it looked like the blue crystal meth. I'm not even kidding. Steve loves Steve, Breaking Bad so much. Steve, if you to this, I have lost all respect for you. Steve, you that, that went away when we moved in together. Steve doesn't listen to this. No, Steve downloads it to make us feel better, but I don't think he actually listens. All right, let's go on. Um, I wrote down Deadpool. Deadpool oh, is, I, that was like my number one anti-hero. That's the first thing that we talked about. Yeah, heroes was Deadpool. Agreed. He honestly, I think that Deadpool is an anti-hero because he thinks that he can't be a hero. I totally agree with that. And like the thing is, like with him, he thinks that he is so 
unbecoming. There's a level and... of self-loathing in him yes. that he believes that he cannot be a, a good person. And it's sad because, you know, everything that made him into being the superhuman that he he is yeah. in his well, story Well, I mean, so he was, so... he wasn't great before that. But I think that if he wanted to, and I think that he definitely has the, like, roots to be, become a hero, I just think that he feels... I feel like after self-loathing about himself. I feel like after Deadpool two, there's no way he can become a hero after Deadpool two. Why not? I think that after I don't remember what Marina Baccarin's character is named, but um, after the the girlfriend, yeah, the girlfriend died. I I think that he, I think she would have been the catalyst to make him a hero. But the thing is, like his entire story was trying to get back to her, and when he did, he was like. And he got back, and he was in this, like, entire utopia heaven of sorts. Yeah. And she was like, it's not your time. And, like, the thing is, like, he went back to Earth, and then he was with his people again. Yeah. And he was like, I feel like that's when he actually became, he's gonna become the hero that Deadpool really deserves to be. So if we're talking, like classic Deadpool character, he's not gonna, he's never gonna be a hero. That's, that's I totally agree with that. But like, I, Deadpool I do think is an that, like, because he had her, and, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but they were talking about having a family, and... They were, They yes. were, yeah. And I think that that would have been a catalyst to him changing his ways and becoming but a that's why, hero. That but that's why, that was why it was such a, such an anger No, but I think that having version lost her, of, like, I think having Deadpool lost her too. removed that possibility. And, like, he removed the possibility and he's always going to have the self-loathing, but she was the best of him. And I think that if they had been able to develop that and if she hadn't died, he had that opportunity to become a full-on hero. Well, but I think the thing he's always is, gonna be with Deadpool, that. is that he doesn't believe that he can be a good person. No, and I agree. And, like, she believes that he is a good person. Right. So, after he died, and he was, he went to heaven and, like, saw his, saw his wife again, and he comes back, and he's with his friends, and he, they're all, like, they're all so happy that he's alive again, and uh-huh. that I feel like that in itself re put together his humanity see and I that's disagree like, with that see that's why like, we can disagree on that because like, I feel like that's where Deadpool stopped becoming this anti-hero that he was in the first movie because in the first movie he was absolutely oh, an anti-hero absolutely. he was all about killing the bad guys I personally think that Deadpool and Deadpool 2 becomes a hero at the end. So that's where I disagree. I think that he definitely sees where humanity can be good, but I think that he has so much self-loathing and so much anger in himself that he, and especially after she dies, I think that he cannot accept that. Did you see the end? Yes. I didn't. I didn't see any of this movie. Oh, I literally saw it. See, the end is when he goes to heaven. He's no, I'm aware, but I. But then he comes back and he's with his friends. No, I agree. Together, but I think that I think the catalyst for him having become a hero was having her and having that child that would have forced him into becoming a good person. I totally. I think he. 
I think at that point he knows that he's always going to be the shitty person that's going to kill people. But he's still going to do... He's going to kill, like, shitty people, obviously. He's not going to kill good people. That's what I'm saying. Like, but he's, he's gonna never going to be... Gonna like, be hero that... But he's never going to be that classic hero. Like, as Stephanie described what an anti-hero is, they're not the classic hero. They don't have the courageous qualities. Like, okay, let me rephrase. I don't believe that he's going to be a hero. I don't believe that he thinks he's going to be a hero, but I think that he comes into this happiness where he isn't hateful anymore no, like I agree an anti-hero that. I agree with that. I don't think anti-heroes are hateful, though. I think anti-heroes just don't exhibit the qualities that a hero does. I think that they think that they're doing what's right, but not necessarily in the way that a hero would go about it. Like, for example, Captain America doesn't kill... Like, Actually, let me phrase that. Batman doesn't kill people. Batman like, takes people to and, jail for yes. them right. to be arrested. And I, I think that that's... I think that Deadpool doesn't exhibit the classic hero qualities, and I don't think he ever will. But I agree with you in that he's not a bad person, and especially in like the end of Deadpool 2, he's not a shitty person. He's doing what's right. But he's always going to be that. He's always going to have that anti-hero quality. He's going to have the non-typical heroic. It's like it's yeah, and it is really this blurred line. He's never going to be like the man in white, like full on doing exactly what's right. Like he's trying to save the girl. He's never going to do what's right every single time, and that's I think. And when I say he's trying to save the girl, I'm saying like he's trying to save the girl that's part of the team. Save the cheerleader, save the world. Yeah. God damn it, Lindsay. <laughs> Alright, let's move on before I fall asleep. Digressing. You guys were losing me real hard. I did not see the second Deadpool. Um, I wrote down Eric Draven, who is the Crow. So the Crow is another... He's absolutely into here. The Crow, for people that are unaware, is... And that didn't listen to our last episode. <laughs> we talked about the Crow for love forever. the Crow. Um, so, quick background on the Crow... Um, Eric Draven and his fiance were murdered by a group of thugs and he returns from the dead to seek out vengeance against those that have killed him. His desire for vengeance is completely understandable and that's why he is an anti-hero. Because essentially all of the crow is him trying to get vengeance for his him and his fiance's own death. Yeah. So that is a great I mean in a real quick blurb, because we gotta wrap this up before too long. Uh, that was a quick blurb. I wrote down Dexter. Dexter is debatable whether or not he's an anti-hero. He's or the anti-hero villain. of that story, though. I can't decide if he's an anti-hero or a straight villain. Sometimes I think he's an anti-hero. I think that there are times where he's like a villain, and I think there are times that he's an anti-hero. Ninety-nine, ninety-five percent of the time, he's an anti-hero. Yes. I think there's a 5% of the time that he is. There are some things he does where he becomes the villain. And it's really just him covering his own steps. And yeah. that's when he becomes a villain, when he's just trying to cover his ass. So I've seen it compared where Dexter is the anti-hero and the Trinity Killer is the villain. I agree with that. But I think that Dexter is, every now and then, he is just a full-on villain when he is be, close to being caught and he's just trying to cover when he's doing, yeah, I, I would agree. In the times where he's trying to cover his steps and he's hurting the innocent that are onto him, yeah, that is when he is a villain. Yes, agreed. So, as a controversial opinion, uh, my final one on anti heroes is Jigsaw. 
See, I don't think that's controversial. I think that Jigsaw... I don't think he's, like... I don't think he's a classic villain. I think that he was punishing people that deserved it, very similarly to, like, Dexter. But I, I don't think that he was... I mean, I, obviously he was a villain, to an extent. Like, he was doing a shitty thing. Like, he was killing people. And I would also say, like, anyone that survived the Saw games had, like, a new outlook on life. Yeah. And the idea was that they would be better people yeah. coming together. Yeah, I don't think end. that he was... I think he went about it the wrong way. Obviously, as, like a, like, a real person, I wouldn't do that. But I think that in, like, a fantastical setting, like a movie or a TV show kind of style, I think that it makes sense. Like, he was punishing people for doing shitty things in their lives that affected other people and forcing them to acknowledge how they had influenced in a bad way other people how they had negatively influenced other people's lives yeah and that's, i don't that's I, essentially why i put him I on that that's in controversial. that role. like i don't think that it's it's not like a classic hero it's not classic anti-hero but i don't think that's wrong he's also not a classic villain i mean i don't he's, think he's, classic he's no, written as that, the antagonist of his story but he but it, i would eventually say he, he Evolves into not necessarily being an antagonist. Yeah. Like, I think if you're going to call Dexter an antihero, then you're you have to call Jigsaw an antihero. Yeah, exactly. Because he was punishing people for doing bad things. But was he really? Not like all of the people oh. were doing terrible. things. They were doing things that weren't okay. He was forcing people to see how they had wronged others. Yeah. No, I totally agree with that. All right. So, anything else before we end it? Nope. I cool. I don't think so. Stay tuned for Derek's final thoughts. We'll give him, I think, maybe one of each to talk about real quick. Because that would be interesting yeah, I think that'd to see be like, fun. who we pick. Um, yeah. Cool. Um, stay tuned to see what we're... Stay tuned to our social media, I guess is what I should say, to see what we're doing, what we're, we're drinking. To, I mean... Where we're going. Once... It's almost the end By of the summer. Time so. you, yeah, we're almost the end of summer. We've got a lot coming up of shenanigans we know we're getting into. Yep. So stay tuned and talk to us because we like to talk to people. Illy. What right. was that? Illy. I love you. Oh. And um, I guess follow Leah. We'll post her socials when this episode comes up so that you can follow her and her shenanigans in San Francisco when she heads out there. I'm pretty boring. All right. Thanks. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye. All right. Uh, I'm just going to talk about a couple anti-heroes because uh, I feel like I don't know. I don't particularly care to talk about heroes. I feel like heroes and villains are always just overanalyzed anyway. Um, and I feel like anti-heroes are a recent addition to pop culture. Maybe in the past like 15 years or so. Uh, so that's what I'm going to talk about. Um, anyway. I think I think uh, Tony Soprano from The Sopranos sort of started the, the trend. Uh, and then Walter White sort of 
really cemented it. I feel like the anti-hero thing wasn't truly huge until Walter White came about, and he was like a huge anti-hero. Uh, so some of my favorite anti-heroes. Uh, he's completely overdone, and he's he's getting watered down at this point, but uh, like the first few uh, Pirates of the Caribbean movie, uh, Jack Sparrow was pretty pretty awesome anti-hero. Um, unfortunately, they just keep making those movies, and they get worse and worse, and Jack Sparrow just kind of sucks now. Uh, the Punisher is a pretty pretty clear anti-hero. Um, I thought every incarnation of The Punisher was pretty shitty until uh, John Bernthal. Uh, I think he's made The Punisher pretty awesome. Uh, probably one of the uh, <clears throat> oldest anti-heroes in film, uh, I guess, is probably Han Solo. Uh, I mean, he's he's pretty heroic, but I mean, he's a smuggler and he didn't really give a shit. So that was the episode. You could follow all of our shenanigans and watch while we act as a beer social media account that masquerades as a podcast. Yeah, we have all the socials, as you know. Um, so keep in touch with us. Say hi. We like friends and uh, come hang out if you're in All right, that was the episode. You can keep up with all of our lives and... Drunken shenanigans. Drunken shenanigans on social media and the interwebs. Yes, we are, for first and foremost, a beer Instagram, pretending to be a podcast Instagram. That's accurate. Yeah, I would say so. Um, so come follow all of our socials. We have all of them. All of them. Uh, we're... Drunken and Cultured Podcast on the Facebook. We are Drunk Uncultured on Twitter. Because Drunk and Uncultured was too long of a name. We are on Instagram as Drunk and Uncultured. And we have a Gmail account slash email, I guess. Gmail is not the right word to That's use. Gmail is the right word. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Um, we have an email account on Gmail. <laughs> Uh, if you want to contact us about any opinions you have, things you want to hear, things that are too long for Twitter, like two hundred longer than 280, 280 characters. characters. Or, you know, you just want to say hi. Yeah. So that's drunkanduncultured at gmail.com. We have a kind of website that is drunkandunculturedpodcast.com. Eventually will be a real website. Hopefully. Or maybe never. Maybe not. not. It might just be something that we own the, the, the domain to and never actually use. <laughs> I make a Spotify playlist for every episode. She so. does. So listen to it. Subscribe. Let Steph feel fulfilled in life and it's validate called, her. It's called Drunk and Uncultured Music. We're on Spotify. And, and it's a good playlist. I listen, I listen to it all the time. I change it every couple of weeks because it's whatever we're listen to, listening to or like it's themed around the episode yeah, sometimes. It's really good usually. Always. Shouldn't say usually. She gave me a mean look. <laughs> um, we both have our individual socials. Stephanie is at underscore Stephen Color. And Lindsay is at Lindsay Sold Out. 
So if you like the show, please go online, um, on whatever your favorite podcast streaming service is. Or if we're, you know, reaching you... If you're listening to this illegally somehow, I don't know how. I don't know how. Just, like, subscribe, rate us, like us, leave a review, whatever floats your boat. If we're reaching you, you know, telepathically, just, uh, reach out back at us. 